my life sucks, but I can deal with this suck, so I'm just going to re- retire uh, and die happy. That's, that's I'm a, like, how about my life doesn't suck? It's awesome. And, you know, and I'm going to live every day to the fullest. Still going to die happy. Hi, I'm Mikhail Thoder. And I'm Takashi Wicks. And this is Tuna Pasta, a collection of conversations recorded across the United States where we look for stories and lessons on the road from the people and places we often pass by. We arrived at the mountain farm, mile 1,100. We knew we were at the right spot by the blue trampoline and converted farmhouse on the hill. We were greeted by Buster, a dog, followed by our host Doug, a man in his early 30s. The first words out of his mouth were, you guys want a beer? The two walked us to our campsite as we passed by gardens and pastures not comprised of neatly plowed rows and fences, but rather a mixed garden of berries, hops, and vegetables, and a shared pasture with cows, pigs, and goats living together. Doug explained to us that what we were seeing was a new kind of farming called permaculture farming, a practice of farming which takes advantage of patterns found in natural ecosystems to create a sustainable system of farming. The cow poops, the pig eats the poop, fertilizes the pasture, which again feeds the rest of the animals, and the cycle goes on. Permaculture. While Doug talked about the ecological processes with some pretty large vocabulary words, the fact that he was an environmental scientist by degree was dropped. The young 30-something-year-old, who we later learned was a retired Marine living deep in the mountains of West Virginia with a degree in environmental science, we had to know a story. So once we arrived at our campsite, we asked Doug if we could interview him. His response? Have y'all had dinner yet? After a farm fresh dinner of fresh chicken, Brussels sprouts, and the best potatoes this side of the Mississippi, with Doug, his wife, two kids, and some family friends, we started a fire, gathered around under the stars, <laughs> yeah, just and it. started recording. Ooh! Oh, yeah! Right. Oh, yeah. that's perfect! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First, to start off the recording, so, uh, who are y'all and where are y'all from? Sorry. Okay, I'm April, and um, I live here at the farm, but I'm originally from Indiana. Uh, I'm Doug. I also live here at the farm. Because we're married. Because <laughs> <laughs> Erie, Pennsylvania is where I'm mostly from. So could you explain a little bit uh, where we're at, like what you, the operation you got here? We're at about 2,700 feet on Peters Mountain, and... Uh, we try to utilize as much of a permaculture approach as possible. Um, we're diversified. We have geese, turkeys, chickens, goats, pigs, cows, um, and we grow a lot of perennial stuff. Some annuals. Uh, perennials include orchard, vineyard, um, hops, uh, asparagus, rhubarb, some other things, uh, lots of berries. And then the uh, annuals include <laughs> lettuces, carrots, <laughs> um, any sort of brassica, a whole bunch of different things. Side note, not only did Doug live the permaculture life on the pasture, but also in the household. The next morning, we were treated to a breakfast of home-picked eggs and berries. Coffee with butter and cream from Mama the Cow. Strawberry and jalapeno jam from April's mother. And even honey from the local honey guy. 
All of our food either came from Doug or the other local farmers Doug knew personally. Nothing store-bought. The richest farm experience is one in which you can thank the cow after breakfast who gave you the butter on your toast. So what's kind of the story about like how you ended up out here? Like what's kind of the story that brought you all out here? Honey, you want to tell it? I don't know. You found... No, no. Um, you mean West oh, Virginia or this Virginia? farm? Or? Oh, just make us something. Just make us something. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll tell you how we got to West Virginia, and then April will tell you how we found the farm. I had to dive. I left place. another career um, and, uh, in the military, and uh, we got out. We owned a house in um, the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Uh-huh. And so we got out and went back there, and uh, I was just about finished my degree at that time, and, and I knew I didn't really. For environmental science, I wanted to, you know, farm sustainably. So, um, if we looked at any of the small, sustainable, direct sale type farms online, there are about three. And I ended up interning with um, a friend of mine who actually moved out here Hmm. to another friend of ours' farm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, really. And we just kind of, we, you know, she's she's like, hey, we're moving out here. And so we, you know, looked at and realized it was pretty cheap cost of land, and we knew this is the direction we wanted to go. And yeah. so we couldn't buy enough. We couldn't buy like ten acres in the Hampton Roads area for farming. It would have been like five hundred thousand dollars. Like, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not cow. that much, but a lot. Yeah. Well outside of our range. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, West Virginia is cheap. West Virginia is cheap. West Virginia is awesome, <laughs> especially <laughs> southeastern. This part of West Virginia is a really, really special place. Yeah. So how how did you end up finding more land? Okay, so um. We moved up here to a rental, and we're just kind of, we knew, well, we, get, we were going to give it like a year. We actually talked about selling everything and buying an RV and me doing travel nursing, uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, wow. briefly. Yeah. And um, after we kind of got settled and started just really making a community. We homeschool. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, we could have done that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we, just, we just don't send our kids to school. Right. It would have been, you know. They play hooky yeah. all the time. Yeah. Would just like to point out here that there are two kids, both under the age of eight, gave an incredible perspective to the idea of homeschooling. With the way that Doug and April school, they're able to be flexible with what the two are learning, allowing for more in-depth learning in areas that actually interest them. And nothing makes me more optimistic about the future than nerding out about architects, Rube Goldberg machines, and bionicles over a homemade cup of Ninja Punch. Um, No, we started looking for land, and um, we wanted to be here in Monroe County or into Greenbrier County, and so... We were like just kind of watching. We hadn't like we went and looked at a couple of places with the realtor, we but we weren't like serious. really, you know. Yeah. And um, then we uh, we would get on Craigslist and look for like old farm equipment and things, things that people were trying to get rid of. Yeah, we, so you, you were know, just looking use. for farm equipment. I was just yeah, like just on the farm, like what is it, farm and garden yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. And I like I see Linside, West Virginia, and I'm like, what the? You know, it's like 130 thousand dollars, <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Like, so I click on it, and it's like, you know, it's heading to something like you know, sustainable farm. And the mountains of and mountains of Monroe County, but I was like, this is like I thought it was a scam. Yeah. But then there were like twenty thousand pictures where he had like taken pictures of like the plum trees in bloom and the, you know all the stuff, and it was like gorgeous. And obviously oh, no. we knew that we could tell from the pictures the farmhouse was going to need some work, but still even at that point I was like, I don't know, this is legit. Like, you know, oh, I'm just yeah, going to email this Finding guy. something like that right. on Craigslist is right. pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm just going to email him, and either that somebody will email back and I'll be able to tell the scam, you know, like I have. Three million dollars from Nigeria, you know, yeah, or yeah. <laughs> or he won't email me back, and it was a scam, or whatever, you know. Yeah. And oh. so I emailed him, and then 
he emailed me back like the next day and he kind of blew us off a little bit initially because he wasn't super committed to selling at first and then he you know we just kind of followed up like a month or so later and finally came out and looked at the farm and um he was actually just selling because he was going to move to um virginia to floyd county which is pretty close by uh-huh. but um and so we came out and looked at the farm, walked around, like, fell in love with it. The house was like in desperate need of lots of work. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> this guy was a, uh, <laughs> it was, we toured the farm and he's like showing us all his stuff. And like, he's, oh, he's this like 58 year old vegan hippie. Yeah. That, and he like really just went vegan. Like, how long did he have the land for? 20 years? About, yeah. yeah, about 20 years. Been working the, for 20 years. In the 90s, he bought it. Had it certified organic, had like a CSA out of the area. He had like a high tunnel, like well, the frames there right now, but uh-huh. um, he had two functioning high tunnels and like oh, wow. that big old garden and everything and a big setup. And um, then he just like kind of mostly did it for himself. So we like let all that kind of stuff go. And Was um, it just him? <clears throat> just him. Really? <laughs> yep. Yeah. With all this land? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy cow. Yep. And he basically like spent pretty much all of his time outside. We found like this place, this spot, and then there was another spot that had like a little... You know, fire set up, and yeah. he got like a little grate over Did it. Did you tell him about like how this was like the beginning of Floyd Fest? Yeah. Oh no, not yet. <clears throat> oh. I haven't got there yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, John. The the, the worn down stage Floyd, over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he was My moving. Bad. He was moving to Floyd County. Well, they probably don't know what Floyd know. Fest is, but it's a big like hippie music outdoor fest in Virginia. In Virginia, yeah. like just on the yeah. And so originally, it wasn't always in Floyd. I mean, I, since it's a Floyd Fest, it was, but. Joel, the guy we bought the farm from, used to do like music fests out here on that stage. On this land? Yeah, that stage it used to, right you know, it was, stage. It, it, there's like no floor right now, yeah. like it's all rotted out because there's and no ceiling. Holy cow. To bring a little bit more perspective on the scale of Floyd Fest, they recently closed their 17th annual festival with over 70 music acts and thousands and thousands of people. They even had a 5K, bicycle rides, and yes, a full disc golf tournament. So that's really where this <laughs> yeah. big fest started, was yeah. here. And um, uh, wait, so the Floyd Fest that's in Floyd, Floyd started, started here. really. I don't know really? what it's called. Joel is one of the one of the two producers of Floyd Fest. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. On so, that stage right there. Yeah. yeah. And that's dilapidated. Also. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um. So yeah, they did that for a few years here, and and not just that, they would have other like big like music and just get get people together and do big things out here. But um, he was like, oh, that whole lot over there would be like filled with cars and people camping or whatever. Really? It's cool. And that's kind of like. What we envision here in the not-so-distant future, I hope. You know, like, yeah. not necessarily it'll be, like, a big, like, whatever fest, but, like, you know, music. Almost there. Fest. Good living. Disc yeah. golf. Craft beer. Yeah, <laughs> craft we're, we're, putting beer. In, we're putting in disc golf for us. <clears throat> and, and in here? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, we think oh, this wow. over in that section. It won't be able to be too big, but, yeah. Maybe a three-hole mm. course. And, um, and yeah. like, workshops and retreats, like, for people, especially, like, our community to kind of learn like how to grow their food, how to like be like more closely connected with nature, yeah. Um, to live like well, um, because there's a lot of poor people in this area, but a lot of people that don't know how to do these things still, you know. But and, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how poor you are I know. if they have access <clears throat> to just like the knowledge mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, then they could grow everything like this yeah, themselves. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can live off the land. You could do, yeah. you I mean, when we lived in Okinawa, we had like a patio garden, you know what I mean? Like, How you long did Joe live in uh, Okinawa? Uh, like three and a half-ish years. Yeah. Oh, wait, were you in Navy? No, uh, Marine Corps. Marine? Oh, okay, yeah, my dad was uh, Navy, he was a star swimmer. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool. how my uh, mom that's and dad met. They, yeah, they met in Tokyo, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, my dad's in the Navy cool. and my mom's from Tokyo. How cool. Yeah. So what do y'all do out here now? Is this the full, uh, full-time full gig or what else do y'all do? We 
do a lot of things. <laughs> um, you start? I'm, an, I'm a nurse. I uh, work in the ICU in the hospital in Blacksburg. Um, oh, okay. But only like a few times a month. It's like a PRN gig, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. And then I also teach and share like, uh, well, Young Living and Essential Oils, like the, but about essential oils and aromatherapy. Uh, so my focus in nursing is like, I'm in the ICU, but like holistic, um, integrative um, therapies, like aromatherapy and Reiki and... What else? I don't know. Meditation. You know, all the like, yeah. complimentary things. That's, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, so I try to do that in the ICU as much as possible, but, um, you know, Within time is limited. Within the parameters. The I do not apply oils to the patients, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, um, and, yeah, so then I did also, like, um, more the core curriculum of a holistic, like, nurse, like, health coach uh-huh. program, which is cool. Hmm. Um, I use that on my children. Yeah. You know, not in the health. But Doug, uh, so what do you do? <laughs> also a complicated question. Uh, <laughs> so I, we do the farm, but we also, um, I run a 30 farmer cooperative. I'm a, I manage it, um, I guess part-time. I mean, it's full-time, but it's integrated with, I also work in some nonprofit capacities, uh-huh. All local food related. Everything's all connected. Um, so I run the far- online farm market cooperative, and then I also um, part of running that is we do aggregation to other places. So then I also am doing this startup um, processing kitchen slash regional aggregation thing, and then I also do a lot of work probably too much work with a bunch of other organizations to try to connect all of the local food things together in just this area or you want that to expand i mean uh, regionally Uh at least for a start um but i mean when i say regionally we we are already connected to a company or a another actually they're a a non-profit as well but um (coughs) we're connected to another organization that aggregates all the way to whole foods in atlanta oh wow so you know, when I say regional, I mean I want to see the Greenbrier Valley, which is yeah, we mean much more locally yeah. than what the broad term of regional is. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> just because we don't like right now the market, its primary customer base is actually Charleston, West Virginia. Uh huh. So, to me, it's not like a local market, but the mission is moving the food for the farmers. Like yeah, that was their. They were trying to sell their product, and there's not a big market for it here because people, a lot of people, not a lot. A good number of people still have their own little garden, they which is awesome. They produce themselves, yeah. Yeah, but then the people that don't, like, don't. Or they're next locally, door, yeah, they don't know. get it. Or they're <coughs> next door neighbors to somebody who just gives them the, you know, their stuff. I, I don't want to pay $4 cool. for that package of um, green beans because I can pay a dollar a pound at the grocery store that's been shipped yeah. from, you know, like, across the country in Mexico, probably, you know. So, yeah, one of, I would say probably one of my biggest jobs is answering, trying to figure out the answer to questions like that. Like, how do we meet this lack of understanding um, to match it to demand because yeah. you know what I mean like all those things and, and how do we make it profitable for the farmer mm-hmm. like big really big picture stuff that's what I work on every day. so you kind of want to help the system that is like farming right now I want to no I, ideally I want to remodel that system uh-huh. uh, and I think we're doing that but how long did y'all say that you were here um, you've been out here so we bought this place last July. Last July, right? We yep. spent until November getting it to remodeling and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Absolutely love it. Uh, but um, with the local community, how, how have y'all felt um, integrating yourselves in the local community? 
Well, we dove right in, but... Doug knows everybody. Doug knows everybody. <laughs> I don't know everybody. I have to know everybody. I'm acquired. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a small community Random of people, people that are in the same, like the local foods thing, and even like holistic wellness thing. It's a lot of the same people. And so you meet like one or two, and then they're like, oh, you need to meet someone. <laughs> Would you say a lot of people come from like similar backgrounds to yourselves, or more people yeah. so have been here for a while? A, specifically in this part of, of West Virginia, there's a big division between, there are like the... Been Always here their been entire here. lives, yeah. never seen outside of <laughs> like generations here. You know, yeah. this little corner of America. West by God, West by God, Virginia. West by God, Virginia. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we might. And then there's the, the there's there's the. <laughs> I was born. There's the. Carmen, Blasted from a ways. So you'd say there's the don't trust them. Well, I don't know. I think that's. I don't think that's this is bad now. A lot of our friends came like in the late seventies, early eighties, during this whole back to the earth movement. So they're like uh-huh. hippies. So a lot of them are like 50, 60 year olds. Like you know, people have been here they since just then. These little guys under their they wings. just love yeah. us. Yeah. We think, <laughs> what they tell us, it's admirable what you're doing. I didn't say it was smart, but it's admirable. <laughs> but you know, they've been here for a long time, and there was much more of that division, I think, then. Oh, for that they now, had to face. Yeah, then there is now. Um, they're pr- they're pretty integrated in the community too, like on yeah. you know multiple like community program boards and stuff. But um, I don't feel like we get like I don't feel like it's been difficult to integrate because we're from the outside. I think some of our difficulties yeah, in when you sell, integrating sell with like, like the real local is because we do things differently. You know, <laughs> we homeschool our kids. Our kids don't know the kids when we go to baseball. You know, like yeah. we do this. We don't go to jobs six days a week for 12 hours a day, you know, yeah. like, so you have different, a different lifestyle, and so that, but I don't feel like that's been, <laughs> like, a deterrent to actually being involved in the community, certainly we're pretty involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even though you homeschool your kids, your kids still play, like, rec league ball yeah, locally? Yeah, they go to dance, they, yeah, they're both in dance class, but, yeah. Yep. And they play, yeah, like the rec league. Well, uh, so kind of like wrapping it up to the final question. Uh, this is kind of a question we've been uh, asking everybody. Um, but uh, from uh, being where you are, so from being here on the farm, what's kind of the greatest takeaway or the greatest like lesson that you've learned that you want to impart on someone else? We, do we each get an answer? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you, go ahead. Okay, I got, I got one. I know you got one. How much do you really need? As in, like, finances, items, things, you know, trips, cars. Like, how much do you need, really? Because that really can help frame your priorities. That's That's been something that I think we have journeyed on for the last several years. Mm-hmm. And, like, be kind to yourself. You know, like, we're, we live in a society that's really materialistic focused and, you know, consumerism. And, like, I have to have this because somebody else has that. And, um what's right for them isn't always right for you and you don't have to do things the way everybody else does it so be kind to yourself you know like give yourself some grace I would say the, the biggest thing up. and this is this is much more of a this is much more of a you know when I think of the farm when I think of everything we do we it's it's a family you know this is we do this as a family this is us yeah. but this is a much more like personal perspective like the things I've learned over past few years with this <laughs> journey is is everything you do do it with positivity do be positive in your outlook on everything as you do it like and that's such a struggle but that is that will bring you many good things in life. so that's that's it man
Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. And for myself personally, I absolutely love what you're doing out here. <laughs> that fact that you can kind of take something like this that a lot of people will see as like something that's a bit like more old school and adding that kind of new school twist, like still having that opportunity to build and kind of like innovate on that. I think that's absolutely wonderful what you got out here. Yeah. Thank you. You have to do that. Yeah. 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 You can't be like, no. I'm just going to be a reclusive. Yeah. I'm not being engaged in anything else. You have to what you got here is real life dining. It's real life. It's modern day. <laughs> well, yeah. This is like, I was just talking about this earlier. Like, you know, well, my life sucks, but I can deal with this suck, so I'm just going to re retire uh, and die happy. That's, that's I'm a, like, how about my life doesn't suck? It's awesome. And, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna live every day to the fullest. Still gonna die happy. <laughs> <laughs>